Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome back. All right, this week we're going to talk a little bit about pressure and the cruel reality that it's never going away, (laughs) okay? So if you are hoping that you are going to conquer pressure or you are going to get rid of pressure or you are going to, you know, finally someday be able to walk in the ring and not feel any pressure, you're not going to like what I'm going to say next, which is that's never going to happen. Okay. Um, pressure is one of those things that first of all, it can come from two sources. It can come from internal pressure, the pressure we put on ourselves. This is, I think this is the most common, right? We're so hard on ourselves or we really want a certain goal or a certain outcome. And so we just put all of this pressure on ourselves that like it has to happen. Um, or, you know, we're, we want to get to the finals or we want to qualify for something or whatever, whatever. And all of that is in the internal pressure bucket. External pressure comes from... <laughs> externally. Um, And it comes from like other people. And maybe it's your breeder or maybe it's a friend or a significant other or something who you feel is putting pressure on you. You feel the pressure of somebody or, you know, and maybe it feels like expectations, right? A lot of times I think pressure and expectations can be synonymous. Um, They're not, of course, in the dictionary, but I think that they can feel that way when we get into a competitive environment or even maybe we just feel pressure to do X, Y, Z with a puppy or something because of where it came from or because of its pedigree or something like that. We now feel all of this pressure to perform or to do certain things. And that can be a combination of internal and external, the puppy pressure, right? Um, And, you know, comparison gets wedged in there and, you know, all of these other things complicate the conversation. But when it comes to pressure, let's try to keep some of those things out of it only because we want to make sure that we're talking about only pressure, right? A lot of us included, myself included rather, have, you know, comparison issues or, you know, we compare ourselves or or our progress or lack thereof or lack of perceived progress to other people, you know, and that we can create pressure out of that. But the genesis really is comparison, you know, or us feeling less than or us feeling you know, vulnerable or weakened because we're not doing as well as what? As well as we thought or as well as somebody else thought or what other expectation, right? And so pressure and expectation and comparison and all the shoulda, wouldas and all of that gets kind of smushed together. And it makes us antsy, right? It really, it really takes a toll on our nerves. It takes a toll on how we set goals or how we achieve them. It can really 
just chip away in chunks at our confidence. It just really can do a number. And so, but the vocabulary that a lot of people use is pressure. And I was having a a great conversation with one of my clients this week, and um, we were talking about pressure. And it's interesting because she was actually feeling less pressure. And so then she was surprised when it would come up again, right? And, you know, again, newsflash, it's never going away. But I'm also want to get to later in this podcast about how you can use pressure and sort of use it to practice with it or alongside it, because pressure is never going away. Okay, so now that I've depressed you by saying that like six times already, um, that pressure is not going away. Let me talk about what I mean by that. Pressure is going to change, right? The things that you felt when you were a novice A handler walking into the ring, first dog, first time, completely different than the pressure you feel when you are on dog four or you're walking in, maybe it's still your novice A dog, but you're walking into the ring for the fifth year, right? Um, The pressure feels very different, okay? And the thing about pressure is we... We develop, I, I call it kind of a, a, like a tolerance, like we build up a tolerance to pressure in that the things that bothered us in the beginning, that very first trial and the things that like made us nervous or undid us or that felt like pressure back then are not the same things that feel like pressure today right? And for some of us, maybe the standards are higher, right? Because now we're on dog number four and we've accomplished some things. And now there's some expectations that others have, but we also have on ourselves. You know, every time we get a new puppy, for instance, we think, oh my God, this puppy, this are the things I'm going to do with this puppy. Um, And we just, you know, glop on a hefty helping of, of, pressure and expectations, you know, with every new dog, because this is going to be different. And the truth is, it is going to be different. Okay, it is going to be different. You're a different handler than you were four years ago. You are a different handler than you were even six months ago. And we develop that sort of tolerance to pressure. And we are able to navigate different environments better than we used to be able to before, right? The first time you went to a trial versus the first time you went to a national event versus the sixth time you went to a national event. It's it's very different and it feels very different. And the, But the thing is, is you still feel pressure. It's just that what is causing it is evolves, right? And you're not necessarily tougher, but you are more seasoned. And so therefore you are more able to accept um, different amounts of pressure, whether those are again, created from your internal, internal pressure, or coming from external, maybe other people's expectations, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So that's the good news about pressure, right? That's the good news even about ring nerves is we evolve and we get stronger and we get, you know, tolerance is my best word, but we get used to certain environments. And so when that changes, like if we go trial at a new place, you know, we still can be like, Ooh, nervous in that, like, Oh, I wonder what that place is going to be like, or even what, where will I crate? Will I be able to park? Is the parking lot too big to, to crate in the car? Like, you know, I mean, those kinds of things come up, but we get more seasoned. And like I said, the things that undid us, you know, at that first trial are not the same things that kind of wreck us as we go. 
All right. So um, the other thing to talk about, and I just was doing my social media for the coming month. I kind of schedule it out a little bit in advance. And I was posting that great, a picture of that great plaque that so many saw when they were at Westminster this past year at the tennis uh, center. Um, And that was the Billie Jean King quote, that pressure is a privilege. Right. And I love that quote. I just, so simple, right? Four little words, right? Pressure is a privilege. And for me and for others, I know that have read that quote, it's really, again, tied to, you know, being able to walk into the arena and being able to, you know, have the privilege of walking into arena and feeling that there's some expectation either from yourself or from others that you are able uh, or capable of doing well. And so to feel pressure, to feel the pressure of expectation is to know that you are capable of doing well. And I just love that because it is a privilege that you are capable. It is a privilege to walk into the ring. It is a privilege for to have the expectation that you could do well. So that pressure then becomes a privilege. And I think that looking at it in that way does mean that you've leveled up or you're putting yourself out there or you're putting yourself in positions of growth because you want to get better, improve, um, advance, you know, deal with nerves better, be able to walk into more rings and feel more confident. All of that is a factor of growing and of pushing yourself into growth positions, right? Because a growth mindset says that with attention and effort, I can improve. Whereas a fixed mindset says, nope, I got all the talent I'm ever going to have at birth. The minute I popped out, like it's a fixed bag, you know, in my head and that's it. And I, nothing I can do is going to change it. Right. And so we laugh a lot or I laugh a lot about the fact that I have embraced my fixed mindset around my lack of math abilities. Um, But the thing is, is there are all kinds of places where we can accept our limiting beliefs like that and accept them as fixed and decide not to work on them. Like I've decided not to work on that. Like I've legitimately said, like, I don't, I don't care, (laughs) right? I'm going to put my effort in other places and, and use Google, you know, if I need to calculate a percentage. Um, And that's a little bit of a joke. Not a lot of it. That's a little bit of a joke. Um, But the point is, is like by listening to this podcast, by doing mindset work, by investing time and attention in thinking about pressure or thinking about ring nerves or thinking about how you can improve in the ring and be show up better for your dogs, you are putting yourself in the position of growth. And you are putting yourself in a position of a growth mindset, believing that with effort and attention, this aspect of your handling can improve. Well, bravo, like literally step one, right, is just deciding to put yourself in that position. And when you do that, you put yourself or you sign up for, I should say, being a little bit uncomfortable, okay? Because growth isn't super comfortable. It isn't super easy. You know, it's ups and downs like a dizzying roller coaster. You know, it's those two steps forward, three steps back sort of weekends. And, but it's knowing that you're doing it to improve and to get better. So when it comes to pressure, the same is true. When we keep putting ourselves in those 
in those positions, that means we're putting ourselves in positions of growing and improving and building a tolerance for, or, you know, building up enough experiences that tell yourself that you can do this, that this thing that, you know, undid you last year is you can totally get through it this time, right? And it's building the evidence that tells you that that's true, right? Because it's one thing for someone to say like, it'll be fine, you'll be great. It's another thing for you to actually accumulate enough evidence and fill your bag, fill that baggage instead of with all those negative moments, fill it with those really great experiences that says, no, no, let me point to the some places where I was successful and I got through this, overcame this, or performed really well under these circumstances, right? Made it to finals, double cued, you know, or, you know, walked in that rally ring and got all of those signs or, you know, really thought about my course management or whatever it is that you are trying to conquer and overcome that is with jumbled up within the pressure, the privilege, the ring nerves, and the growth that you are looking for in your handling. Okay. So I want to talk about um, ways that we can work alongside pressure and use it to our benefit. All right. In one second. Okay. I have a quick question for you. Have you ever thought about coaching? Because one-on-one coaching lets us dive into your specific challenges and create tailored solutions. Because at the end of the day, no one has your exact challenges, and we all know that everyone has different goals. So through coaching, you'll get that breakthrough faster, basically. And I know it's true because I see it in my clients week after week. So if you're ready to take your mental game to the next level, let's chat. Okay, back to the show. Okay, so when we talk about pressure and we talk about using it, we... First of all, as I started with, we have to come to grips with it. It's not going anywhere, okay? But it is going to evolve, right? And so if you're open to the curiosity or you're open to the reality that like, okay, this pressure might not be going anywhere, but I know that I'm going to get stronger alongside it. And I'm going to learn how to compete with pressure. I'm going to learn how to be able to walk into the ring even though I feel internal or external pressure to do well, right? Because the truth is we're always going to want to do well, right? I can and do stand on my soapbox and, you know, want you to, you know, focus on process goals and focus on, you know, the the things you need to do to put yourself in a position to cue. But the truth is that pressure is coming from your wants and desires of your outcome goals, right? The results that you are craving, right? And the the things that you want. We want things. We are competitive people in a sport, okay? We want things. And so even though you are walking into the ring with your process goals front and center, the pressure is coming from because there's some part of you that has an outcome in mind, right? That because if you are truly focused on your process goals, then you aren't thinking about whether or not you cue. You aren't thinking about the outcome. And a process goal is something you're 100% in control of. So if you're only thinking about the things that you are 100% in control of, there is no pressure, (laughs) right? Because you're confident that you can do that. You're confident that you can 
cue early enough or you're confident that you can maintain connection, you know, with your dog or your, or eye contact, or, you know, you're confident enough that you, um, I don't know, whatever it is that you're working on or whatever it is, your process goals, just drew a blank on the 67 process goals that I have for myself. Um, and so if you are truly focused on your process goals, then you are confident. Okay. It's when that, that jiggling, that needling comes in and you're like, oh, I don't feel so good about this, that you need to stop and ask yourself, wait, I don't feel so good about what? What is the pressure I'm feeling? What is this this little nervousness that I'm feeling? Where is that coming from? Is it I don't think I can execute? Is it I don't think I can cue? Or I don't think I can have connection with my dog, right? So that's the first thing. When you're faced with pressure, really ask yourself, where your fo- where's your focus? Where is your focus? And the complete reverse of this is something I was talking to this client about this week, which is what if, because I was posing this challenge to her, I said, what if you did amp up your internal pressure and you started playing with what that would feel like to compete or even go to class in that environment, in an environment of pressure. Like what could that feel like? And so when we learn to deal with pressure and we learn to run with pressure and we learn to run alongside pressure, really, that's what we're learning to play with, right? We're learning to play with when to let pressure remind ourselves that "Mm, I'm probably focused on the outcome. I'm not focused on my process goals. Good reminder. And when to say, ooh, pressure. I see you there. Okay. So you, this is something you really want, eh? You want to really try to go for this. Okay. I see you. What is it like to be able to perform and to practice feeling that pressure? Okay. Because as I said, pressure is never going anywhere. It's going to evolve. It's going to change clothes and stripes and all that good stuff, but it's always going to be sort of there. So how do we deal with that? Right? How do we start to practice running our dogs alongside of expectations? The expectations we have for ourselves, the expectations maybe other. How does that feel? Can we put some pressure on ourselves sometimes so that we know that we can perform and survive, right? We know that we can walk in the ring feeling these things and be able to maybe adjust our mindset or maybe refocus ourselves on process goals and let pressure and that feeling of pressure, instead of being a, a trigger and a, oh my God moment, you know, where we're like clutching pearls and like freaking out and not breathing and, you know, fear and nerves are getting the best of us. And instead it becomes a handling reminder that says, hey, you're focused. You must be focused on your outcome goals. Let's let's readjust. Let's focus on your process goals, right? So when you feel that pressure, now the now the goal is not, oh no, like, oh my God, I'm going to, you know, go into a panic mode. Oh my goodness, I'm afraid of this. Like this now, this is triggering a whole bunch of emotions. Rather, it is a reminder that says, interesting, I'm feeling pressure. What tools can I grab for that I can work with this pressure? Or maybe I want to feel this pressure a little bit because that's going to be like this 
big event or future trial or even just future weekend trial. And I want to get better at feeling that. All right. So one example for me personally that I had, um, a couple weeks ago, I has have been talking, um, and you've heard this, read this, if, especially if you're on my newsletter list. And if you're not, get on my list. Links in the show notes. Um, but if you get my newsletters, you know that I entered a trial not too long ago with Moxie, and I only entered one games class a day. It was a agility trial, and this was very different for me, very uncomfortable for me to do. And part of my plan was is that the first day. I was, you know, each day had my process goals and so forth, but I wanted to also have like an intention, which is kind of felt like an outcome goal, but really felt more like an energy. I really had, was having an energetic goal. And the first day I was going to be like super chillax, just super like, it's just to treat it like a match. We're going in there to practice. She hasn't run in a long time. I can't really expect anything of her. We're just going to go in there and kind of do it as a fun run. It was a fast class. The next day I set the intention of like, quote, trying to cue, okay? Because one of, I've figured out, one of my and Moxie's issues is that we have an energy mishmash, miss, mishmash or mismatch, both probably, um, in that like I enjoy being an intense competitor. Like I'm very happy there in that area, in that energy. And so if our energy, or if my intensity, I should say, is like a one to 10, I love being a seven and a half, eight. I don't love being a nine. I don't love being a 10, but I love being like a seven and a half, eight. Moxie does not like me at an eight. She's not there for it. She's not having it. She doesn't like it. The more intense I get, the, the more she repels from me if you will. So what I wanted to do this next day is I wanted to really pay attention to my intensity and I wanted to um, level up my intensity from the first day to the second day, right? Because I wanted to practice playing with that pressure and that intensity change and being able to run her and see how she performed in that and how I performed in that. And could we do that? And could we do that dance? And I wasn't trying to get to an eight, but like, could I be a six? Would she like a six? Could she have a good experience with me at a six? Right. And things like that. So I was playing with pressure. I was trying to put a little more pressure on us as a team. I was trying a little bit harder to cue. Um, I, and so in doing that, I was playing with pressure and I was practicing putting both of us, the team in a situation where it felt a little more intense is my word, but it felt a little more like pressure or it felt a little bit more like wanting, like wanting a cue, you know, or something like that because I wanted to play with that. So for me, I, and and this particular dog, um, I am trying to set that kind of intention and really be mindful of my, the energy that I carry in, right? Because that's what pressure is. It's, it's an energy. It's an, it's an intensity. It's, um, an expectation, right? Everybody is going to identify with maybe a slightly different vocabulary word, but for me, pressure feels, uh, like intensity and expectation. That's how I would, quote, define it, air quotes, right? 
um, is that it's kind of a combination that there are certain expectations and there's a certain amount of wanting that I have. Um, but it's a certain intensity that comes along with it, right? When I feel pressure, I automatically get more focused and more intense. That is my natural response to pressure. So when I want to practice creating that environment, I have to really think about it and really mind my energy. And for Moxie, she's really making me a lot more cognizant, aware, sensitive to the fact of how my energy changes from say running at home, you know, in the yard, you know, sometimes in barefoot because I wore fit flip-flops to, you know, the agility field, um, um, all the way to like really running a cue, you know, for like a third leg of a title or something, right? Very different intensity. So she's making me very mindful of that. Great. That is one of her many lessons <laughs> that she has for me. Okay. So that's a one way we can play with pressure so that we can, not only we can start getting used to it, but we start being more aware to what it does with our partners. Okay. My, uh, you know, my other dogs like Trip, for instance, he didn't give a shit about my intensity. He goes in there with his own agenda and energy. And if I start to get intense, he starts to get silly which is my clue that like, okay, I'm, I'm just starting to take this too seriously, you know? Um, but he's like, that's fine. You do you, boo. You know, it's fine, right? He's less sensitive. Indy's somewhere in the middle, right? She, she cares a little bit, but she kind of has, because we've been a team for a long time, she recognized it and she's like, oh, I got you. This is, this is what we're doing today. And it doesn't flip her out. Moxie is still like, I hate this version of you, <laughs> right? She's like, I hate this. Can you not do that, right? Where is, you know, where is the whatever drugs you need to take, lady? Like, please take them all. So anyway, so that's one example of where we can play with pressure. Another way, you know, when you go to class, you know, really go for the cue or really try to cue or really, you know, try to mimic those environments where you really want something or are really outcome focused and see what that does. One of my hopes is you are going to, you know, come away with realizing that like, yeah, I actually do better when I focus on my process goals. But the other part of it is, is I do want you to develop a tolerance for it and be able to read your dog better, right? As I'm learning to read Moxie or read the situation better and have it be, have pressure, have those moments of whether it's angst or anxiety or nerves or whatever pressure sort of evokes in you, have it turn into a handling reminder instead of this, oh my God, not, no, not this, please, no, not this, right? And it's a handling reminder to grab for your tools, to try your breathing exercises, to make sure that you're focused on your process goals, to, you know, um, remind yourself that like, oops, I, you know, my energy's getting away from me. I'm getting intense or whatever. Grab for those things that we all practice together, you know, on this, on this podcast and in classes and in membership and all of those other places where we practice it and let it just be a reminder that you need to grab for those tools. Okay. Because like I said, pressure's not really going away, but you are getting stronger. You are getting more tolerant to it. 
And if you look back over your dog sports career, the things that wigged you out in your very first, you know, competition, your early days, your first dogs, whatever, aren't the same things that wig you out now, right? And that's fantastic. So that's just evidence. I'm just trying to put a little spotlight on some evidence that you are getting stronger and better and more adept at dealing with all of these internal and external pressures. And you will continue to do so, right? And you're here. So you're in a growth mindset. You're putting, um, you know, you're putting effort into improving. And so it will, it will, I promise. So this weekend, as you're trialing, just like pay attention to like when you feel it, what you do as a response, and just see if you can think about pressure or ring nerves in those kinds of ways as a handling reminder to use your tools, focus on process goals. And if you have a chance to, you know, increase the pressure, you know, turn it up a little bit and practice in that environment, do it. You know, that's how we get stronger is by putting ourselves in that environment and realizing that we can survive it and even thrive in it. Okay. All right. So I hope that goes well for you. Please give it a a shot this weekend. And no matter what you're doing this week, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.